a joker what is with this movie and the creepy dinosaur is with girls heads on them you got me panther Let's just figure out these electric fences and get out of here. All right. If we flip this switch, we can then go here to dodge the FOE and... No way! And she said, what? You're kidding! I can't believe that you... Wait, wait. Who the hell is that? Oh, some jackass on their phone during the movie. Oh, her best friend is a skank, dude. You're still going to ask her out, though. Hey, asshole. Some of us are trying to solve a puzzle up here. Hang on. Shut up, man! I paid my five bucks to watch this movie. Just go back to fighting stupid dinosaurs. <sighs> Every movie has to have one of them. I'll handle this. Persona. Oh, what are you gonna do? Summon your stupid pixie or Jack Frost or... Oh, wait. What? That... Is that a giant... Ah! Hang on. Out of all of your personas you could have summoned to eat him, you picked Mara? Hey, if you're going to send a message to someone that's on their cell phone during a movie, use the giant penis on a chariot. Hmm. This is RBG Backtrack, RB Gamer's official retro gaming podcast covering titles from the early days of PC gaming right up through the consoles of yesteryear. Join hosts Kelly Ryan, Matt Mason, and the estimable Mike Minky as they and their guests tell you what to borrow, what to buy, and what to relegate to that big backlog in the sky. Hello and welcome to RPG Backtrack, your regular deep dive into your favorite RPGs. We are a production of RPGamer.com, bringing you such fine podcasts like your weekly news show, RPG Cast, your feedback show, Q&A Quest, and we are the Nostalgia Show. Joining me is my co-host, the Mona to my Joker, Mr. Matt Mason. I'm here, contractually obligated. And then we've got uh, RPG Backtrack alumni... Mike Minky. Yes, I am indeed here. I I have things to say, even, which is probably a good reason to have me here. Otherwise, I would be really, really useless. <laughs> I'm excited to talk fun. this one tonight, too. Yeah. Um, my uh, sister from another podcast, Miss Anna Marie Privetier. Hello. And then I guess my brother from a different podcast, Michael Wheels Apps. Hello. I hope I have as much to say as the characters in this game. Yeah, game's a little talky. Oh, dear God, oh, we're going to be up all goodness. night. <laughs> I feel that <laughs> if we try to match the level of text seen in the game, we will exceed everyone's... We will crash through every previous length of, a, of an RPG backtrack. Persona Q2 is the equivalent of an eight-hour backtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but we're not going to go eight hours. Which, which, I gotta get which the people who loved the Disgaea episode would love to have more of, I'm sure. Well, no, well I, there, was, there was longer. There was, I, yes. Who so? <laughs> yeah, the, the podcast. The madness. So, ironically enough, um, Critical Role's last episode is recording tonight for the second campaign. And the email that came out that announced it said that that show is eight hours. Oh, my gosh. So my husband took the night off. So I've got the whole the, the whole basement to myself tonight to record. Um, <laughs> right, or rather, he took the day off because he's probably going to roll into bed at like five in the morning. Um, 
uh, I just I thought that was an interesting thing. Like, wow, that's a backtrack callback for you. So can't wait to hear how that campaign ends. And for I think that's even more dedication than backtrack. Just yeah. Because we we usually needed a couple of nights to stitch together the, the super long ones. Oh yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, we're talking Persona Q to the uh, swan song of the 3DS. I think this was the last physically released 3DS game. It's what I was seeing. Uh, if not the last one of consequence. I yeah. Limited Runs 1 3DS game came out after this. Yeah. But yeah, last of any significance. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I saw that that one was creeping up there, and I also saw that um, Yokai Watch Blasters has gotten stupid expensive. Oh, yeah. That was I almost a whole year before that. Oh, it was? Yeah. The okay. Yokai yeah. Watch 3 was after that, and that mm-hmm. ballooned in price pretty quickly. But um, yeah, this was pretty much a direct follow-up to Persona 5, and we are going to break it down after the break, so stick around. Back to RPG Backtrack, where we are breaking down Persona Q2, um, the ultimate spinoff of the Persona series, melding pretty much all of the modern incarnations of the characters, except one and two. Nobody knows what one and two exists. I do. If it had tried to incorporate them, uh, I think they would have run out of space for text. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gonna... just a tad. Cause... Oh, that would have been I horrible. I had two jokers, though. <laughs> Dueling jokers. Yeah. It would have been great. Yeah, bad joker and good joker. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, they announced this one in 2017, along with um, other uh, Persona spinoffs, which were sequels to the Dancing All Night series, starring uh, Persona 3 and 5's cast, which I bought both of those games and played the shit out of them. And... I, it kind of annoyed me that they made both of those games separate, but then put them in a double pack and still charged what, like 90 bucks for it. Hey, we were talking about this on, I think, RPG Cast. You know, how nice of them to put two games together and yes. charge you double. Charge you exactly yeah. what you would have paid if exactly you bought them double, separately. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think they were taking a book from uh, a slice out of Pokemon's pie there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So inter- uh, interestingly enough, interestingly enough, I got it um, because of a pricing error on Amazon. I got that double pack for sixty bucks, and it included Persona Four or Dancing All Night. Oh, so, yeah. You had a dancing trio. <laughs> yeah. She was the dancing queen. Yeah. Uh, I, I've rolled long. credits on all three of them. She played the heck out of all of them. Yeah, they're good. But uh, this came out for 3DS in Japan on November 29th to 2018, and then June 4th on. 2019 so like i want to say three years to the day as we were almost to the day as we're recording this wait didn't didn't it come out in 2019 here yeah yeah i said 2019 uh, june 4th 2019 okay so i thought you said three years then i look math is hard yes Yes, it can be. This, this I episode should actually be published on the two-year anniversary. You're right, it is two years, my math. You're right, math is hard. I've had a migraine all day, so that's my excuse. Oh, sorry. But I'm sticking to it. Uh, uh, start, 
did we get the subtitle New Cinema Labyrinth? Yes, New, New yes. Cinema Labyrinth. I couldn't remember. Uh, started development after Persona 5 and, fe- and actually features mostly the cast of Persona 5 because that was the new hotness at the time. Um, they also put in P3's female protagonist just because fans really wanted her in the game and she shows yes! up. She's awesome. And they put in Persona 4's cast, because why not? And Persona 3's cast, after, without the, the Persona 3 portable female protagonist, because more the merrier. Wait, so just there's there's, there's quite a big cast. Yeah, so yes. it, we should probably talk about how the P3 cast and the P3P protagonist are essentially treated as different casts okay because i don't i've never gotten this all right so in terms of persona q2 when the persona 3 portable female main character drops into the game she knows all of the people from persona 3 but they don't know her and so it is basically explained away as oh I must come from a parallel reality where your leader is a a guy and I'm a girl. Oh, okay. And it was like, it wasn't the tidiest way to make that work, but it did at least make sense, mostly. Yeah. It did, I, you know. Go with I guess the whole could, uh, Marvel expanded universe. I guess, I guess you could consider it a split timeline theory where the protagonist is both female and female in that game. Schrodinger's main character? Schrodinger's protagonist, yeah. Mm. But, um, so producers tweaked the gameplay of this game a little bit to make it a little bit more accessible since I think at this point the Persona series was, like, crazy popular. And I think I honestly think that that's why they made it a lot easier and kind of dropped a lot of the horror elements in it because this game is considerably more lighthearted than Persona Q1. Which is interesting because it is also much more in-depth in terms of retaining personality of the characters that come into the game. Because the thing that drove me so crazy about Persona Q is everybody was distilled down to one frequently obnoxious (laughs) character trait. Like, Chie was above the meat. And there was none of the sort of, like, layered duality of, like, I am a tough chick that knows kung fu, but I also want to be seen as a woman. And how, as a teenager, late in my, you know, late in my teenage years, do I resolve that duality within myself? But no, in Persona Q, it was meat! And unfortunately, I don't know if it could have gotten even worse in this game since you're dealing with 25 characters at this point and each of them kind of having their own side quests with their own personalities and interactions and stuff. And yet, despite having more characters, everybody feels way more well-rounded, which is good, but also bad because um, I think one of the things that we all kind of made a note of is this game is really talky. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, especially if you go on side quests, which we mostly do in RPGs. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, I, I'm usually completionist and like to finish all the side quests. And this one, I would start skipping dialogue during the side quests. And then at one point, I was just, you know what? Unless something looks really interesting, like the side quests with all the mascots, I'm not doing it. Because yeah. 
the, some of the rewards aren't worth it. I did do ones to at least unlock um, items in the popcorn shop, but that was about it. Whereas I was very much no side quests left behind. <laughs> it took me a long time to finish this game. A long time. Uh, I was, yeah, I was writing my notes out, and I think I, I was looking back at forum posts I made when playing this, and twice I was like, okay, got to a boss, got beat, um, spent about five hours doing all the side quests, clearing up all the treasure hunts, and, you know, fusing a bunch of new personas, and went back and won pretty well. And I wrote that, like, three different times over the course of two or three weeks. So, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember there being very completionist at the time. I, I would take everything I could find and do it, and I didn't really have any problems with the bosses. Um, what Yeah, you think I would have learned my lesson after one or two. What difficulty did you guys play on? Uh, Easy. I, I started on hard, and I had to change that quickly. <laughs> was there safety would, in this game? I played yeah, on I, whatever the easiest was. Yeah, I did safety. I think I did safety. Plus, I Mac had given it... No, Alex had given it to me for review so i was trying to bust it out as quickly as mm -hmm. possible and mm -hmm. dying I, and having to start over with with losing hours of progress does not help I, turn things out i think i almost beat you to the review <laughs> <laughs> i did default I, I you know the side quests help but i did the default normal whatever difficulty but I mean, to give you an idea how long to beat clocks this in at 48 hours I think I finished it in about 60. And that was on the easiest difficulty, so I didn't even need to. Oh, wow. I yeah, did a little was... over 50. I think I was somewhere around 70, 75. Um, oh, my. I, I want to say I was 66. I actually have the 3DS sitting here right now so that I can look. Oh, apparently oh, yeah. I booted up. Apparently I booted up the final boss because I wanted to hear the final boss music. So, but yeah, th this game can get a little bit long. It's, it's especially all the dialogue. My yeah. God, the people like to talk a lot in this game. The worst, the worst thing about the dialogue for me was just how the game had to explain literally everything. Every little Etrian Odyssey mechanic had to be mm -hmm. had to be like perfectly explained to fit into the whole narrative. Like even like the gathering spots it's like five minutes sifting through dialogue just to explain why those are there it's and how do they work it much mm. yes unfortunately i think they did that because i think this would have been a lot of people's first persona or persona cube slash etrian title yeah. So I think they had to assume that this would have been a new experience for oh, some people. For for sure. I just think it kind of went beyond just explaining how this worked. It was like, here's how this works, and here's how this perfectly makes sense, this universe. But, but yeah, j j just checking, I did clock about 66 hours in, and I was flying through dialogue towards the end just because I, I hit that point where I wanted to be done with the game. Understandable reaction. I, uh... I think that's you, Mike. Um... Well, I, I said that was an understandable reaction, and then I guess there was an internet hiccup, great. <laughs> yeah, I think Lavo's just erupted from our podcast. That, that was the internet you know, telling you, yeah, you're right. We're clapping, applauding. I uh... like that. They even, uh, they even came up with another uh, good old uh, play on the FOE. They what did they seven... call it this time? Oh, gosh, I don't want to even butcher the French. So it was let me, French. Uh... Let's just leave it at yeah. that. <laughs> Something about films. Film, film... Obscur... film obscurity in DD. Oh, God, I butchered that. Yeah. Film <laughs> obscurity in DD. Don't we have <laughs> a French speaker on the cast? 
<laughs> Why do you hurt me like this, Kelly? <laughs> I, it's it's okay. I hurt Vaughn with my terrible Japanese too, so it's equal opportunity. Right. We, um, we need to start I'm... tackling stuff from Russia in order for you to butcher that language too. Hey, why not? Hey, but, butchering uh... names is an RPG backtrack tradition. The hosts get to do it. Yep. This is absolutely correct. I would be remiss in not allowing such a thing. It is our right as a host. And yeah, just kind of getting into some of the gameplay differences. Uh, the one that I for I forgot about until I read about it is the fact that everybody can equip sub-personas along with their main personas, which yeah. if the first game wasn't broken with certain characters, this just breaks some characters in half. Now it's totally. Mm. <laughs> yeah yeah i got something stuck <laughs> in my throat there oh i'll get into her during the round table but um but i i it's like i like it because it gives you a lot more versatility but also i kind of appreciated in the original that you know if you wanted your electric character you brought kanji and etc and this made trying to pick your character lineup even harder yeah but in a good way it meant you could have the characters you wanted to have with you instead of the characters you needed to have with you yeah, exactly yeah. this was made as a celebration you know pick who you want you can you, you can build a team that can win out of pretty much you know your favorites i'm not sure if anybody made tier lists for this one like they did for persona q1 or not the truth be told i've i've seen on some megaton communities that this this series is very hated and i don't understand why megaton has some weird fans it's yes, too approachable <laughs> okay <laughs> For the record, I am not one of those Mega Ten fans. I love all Mega Ten equally. And Same. Yeah. Except I don't eat the hard one. ones. <laughs> uh, another thing that they changed, which probably also turned off a lot of the hardcore Mega Ten fans, is that they uh, made this game a lot easier compared to the um, PQ1 and the other entering games. The dungeons themselves had just a lot less puzzly elements to it that kind of stumped you i mean i'm okay with that because i don't that's not really what i was looking for in the first game anyway yeah i i'm okay with that too like i remember being stuck on a puzzle in pq1 for forever and it was because they had translated the the clue wrong or Oof. something to that effect and then i also remember not liking that one bit where you were controlling the girl in the darkness and this game had none of the stuff like that. Just the oh, the I love that babies, the babies, and the light and the dark. I actually oh, really love that. No, I hate it. Never, <laughs> never again. <laughs> I remember taking a lot of time going around with those babies in the dark and those those very sweaty men at the summer fest. <laughs> trying to dodge them didn't the and girl in, on the, in persona q1 call the babies like scary takoyakis i think she did that, that sounds like yeah. what she would have said yeah but i mean the most puzzly i felt that this one got was the stuff with the fences and the dinosaur level yeah but it there was a a, a limited number of permutations or calculations on that that even if you didn't get how it worked you would get it eventually yeah, yeah i didn't find that as bad as the fourth what was the fourth uh movie oh was the, it the uh the musical it was the uh it was the, the red Rick Road. yeah reminiscent of oz for some reason yes yep that was the one that oh my god i felt like i, I got lost in that a lot there was a lot of i can't remember what the mechanic was but man it it, it 
you know what? They set it up to be the fourth stratum. It was harder that than was, the second. The that was the one were... where the elevators went up and down, right? That's it. Yeah. Yep. yep. You yeah. were going back and forth between levels. Wait, not like elevator puzzles? Teleporter, uh, teleporter puzzles? Oh, God. Not teleporter. Oh, teleporter puzzles are the worst. <laughs> That's where I pieced out on, uh, what is it? Strange Journey. Strange Journey. Yep. D- didn't the, th- the third one, Aegis, have more teleporter puzzles? Oh, the, the lab? The lab that Igus was in? Yeah. Uh, I guess, yeah. Yeah, it had some, but again, it was structured very much like the Dino Park, where it was like, there is a limited number of choices that you have between A, Mm -hmm. B, and C. So even if you don't get it, you will eventually get through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at the map right now, and I mean, the the teleporters are pretty straightforward, where you can just kind of look at the map and tell where you're going to end up. You don't even really need to numbered them there were some like red and blue switches there too that to get through certain doors and the teleporters got you around those to get back to hit the switch to i don't remember like dying on that i don't remember like having to pull up an faq i mean i really don't buy the fourth one either but it might have been you know here i am in hour 45 let's move this along (laughs) yeah i don't i I remember the third one requiring you to be a little fleet-footed just to dodge the stupid robot foes that would summon other activate other foes to get your oh, face yeah yeah but that was that, about it that being said i do feel like overall the dungeons does the dungeon design in persona 2 trumps every dungeon design in persona q parts oh, yeah. absolutely just so yeah. much better paced so much better designed uh, I feel like the puzzles were approachable. Puzzles yes. don't have to be hard. And your support person can ha- have some pretty cool abilities that make it a lot easier, too. Particularly yes. uh, Rize, who gets abilities that shows ha- what chests and secret areas show up on the map. Mm-hmm. Which I also ha- found the encounter rate to be much lower in this one. Even not much lower, yeah. but it was noticeably lower. Let's put it that way. Yep, I, I noticed that too. Yeah, so yeah, I, I appreciated that they made this one a little bit easier to deal with, and then they make up for it with the ton of side quests. Yeah, which you know were optional, but the side quests led to really good combos for characters, and those well, really good combos and really I thought helped it was out in a cool lot of boss battles. That like you were going back to the dungeon, but you were going back to really small areas and the parameters mm-hmm. were a little bit different and it made you sort of shuffle around your party to make sure you had the right people in it so it let you experiment with parties with minimal risk to them. It was just really well designed. Being, I remember it being also kind of obvious that oh, you can't go here yet because it's obviously going to be a side quest later. Yeah. Which helps you cut down on needless wandering around in your initial run through the dungeon. I mean, to be fair, I'm an auto map kind of person. So if, <laughs> you know, I don't this... like stress out over the map as much. Hey, did this have the uh, map percentage like the first one? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Did. Okay. I actually like that. I, I, you know, I've heard people say they don't like that, you know, just get from point to point. But no, I like exploring every little nook and cranny just for the heck I, of it. I, I like, like seeing that. percentages go up. Mm-hmm. No, I, I like that because it's satisfying and it's because that mm-hmm. way you know when you're done because I can't tell you how many Etrian maps I've played where I'm like, there's got to be something there. There's this huge white spot. Oh, that's just the natural end. This so is true. a very rectangular yes. map. Very true. So, I do it uh, with every. I've done it with every other Etrian game I've played, including Persona Q1. I did it with this one. Yep. It's just it's just reflexive at this point. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. Something else I have in my note. I wonder if any of you guys even, and this is just because I found something I typed up two years ago. I wonder if any of you remember this at all. I wrote down that the animations were too slow, and even the fast battle speed was not fast enough for me. Yeah. 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 It's, it's definitely noticeably slow. Okay. It's it's artsy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's film festy. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only person that noticed that because I, I appreciate fast battle speed, and when it feels like it's crawling, I don't like I'm progressing enough, especially on earlier dungeons when I'm just doing a side quest and don't necessarily need to get in random encounters. Well, and both Persona Q2 and Persona 5 in general have this problem where, like, the higher level a spell is, the more elaborate the casting is, the longer it takes. Mm. I mean, I guess that you know, it sets it up that this is a bigger thing, but we don't need that a hundred times. But like, by the time I'm level 65, yeah. do I really need to see like the Sayorama woody 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 take 10 <laughs> seconds instead of the 2.5 seconds the low level cast took? Uh, you really don't. Uh, obviously, based so on the way pretty. they put it together, the answer is yes, you do. If you didn't need to, then the game wouldn't make you wa- sit there and watch all 10 seconds. I mean, if you like, they could have added like some narration to the long spell effect too please no please no (laughs) no don't give them ideas i'm sure a game has done this before (sighs) i mean we've talked about how talky the game is but ironically enough the story is kind of very simple as far as persona stories go at least yeah Yeah. but you had 25 characters to cram into there (laughs) your your choices were give the character some depth and keep the nay narrative simple or dear lord no i i don't even want to think about the alternative yeah so just kind of briefly going through the story um it it starts with the persona five cast and they're in mementos and motivan and they get zapped into a movie that's a superhero movie and then they get zapped out of the movie and they're in a strange movie theater that's locked up and there's a girl there named hikari who obviously loves movies because she has a film reel on her hat. And then there's Nagi, a curator of the theater, who is whining because, you know, all of the theater goers have gone away. And there's also the projectionist whose name is Doe, which is looks like a black blob with a no mask on. It, it reminds me of the no face from Spirited Away. That is absolutely that accurate, I would say. Yeah, yeah, it's a so, common yokai trope, so. Okay, gotcha. So you're basically tasked with, with exploring each movie and giving it a happy ending. And you've got four movies to go through that make up the dungeons of the game. Um, you've got Kamishiro Den, which is a superhero movie. Jurassic no, Land, which they were. Jurassic went. Park, wasn't it? Um, or was it land? Just, yeah, it's land. But it's clearly Jurassic Park because the logo even mimics mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Everyone's favorite period of prehistory, the Junessic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then AIGIS, the sci-fi movie, which guess guess who's in that? Well, in addition to her, the rest of the Persona 3 cast, except for the Persona 3 portable protagonist who showed up in the first dungeon not at all confusing and, yeah and then so, <laughs> and, and, it, and in Jurassic park you find the persona forecast right yes with yosuke as a dinosaur <laughs> yes the, the yosuke stories and then uh the unnamed musical which is the fourth stratum which is like a which i think you guys said was very wizard of oz yes yes it, it, yeah, i think you're following the yellow brick road or all the roads are yellow brick there or something yeah 
it kind of feels like a mishmash of a couple of fairy tales because I feel like there's some, um, not just Wizard of Oz, but like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves thrown in there. Well, I mean, couldn't that be the Munchkins? Because there was a lot of yeah, yeah. That's that. That was part of it too. There's a lot. I don't. Were they FOEs or were they just something that blocked your way? Or I think the FOEs were Munchkins. Yep. Well, there was definitely an FOE. Each movie kind of has. Yeah, it was a Tin Woodsman. Yep. But uh, I think we've uh, nailed this plot down. Yeah, but each movie kind of has a theme to it that they're that conformity is king and being an individual is bad, and it's been kind of it's. It's kind of a mm-hmm. running theme up until you get through the fourth stratum, the Wizard of Oz stratum, and you find out that all of these movies are Hikari's memories. And basically, these memories of her being chastised for being an individual, and because of it, she locked herself in a room because of extreme depression. And her father, who was a huge movie fan, tried to cheer her up by giving her a notebook, but she misunderstood what he said. I, I forgot to write down the line that he said. I, it was something, it, why do you have to be like that? Yeah. Uh, something that was said to her. Who was being bullying to her says, why do you have to be like that, Hikari? Why do you have to be like that? Yeah. yeah. And her father says it, but he's more trying to cheer her up and she mistakes it and then just goes into an awful depression. And for some reason that I forgot to write down the the doe, the projectionist who is a representation of her father, goes berserk and attacks the party, and you have to beat him in a boss fight. And then the theater owner turns out to be the instigator of the whole thing. And, away. <laughs> and now you get the final stratum going through theater storefronts with a whole lot of fans in the area. Oh, yes. The theater district. I love that the ticket to that one calls it the documentary, which it makes it feel like you're part of the real real world now. Well, you get out of the theater, so yeah, you're yeah, you've escaped this magical theater that you're in, and because yeah, there were four locks on the doors, and every time you cleared a movie, you broke the lock, and then it was like, woohoo, we're free, but you know, not really. Then you're then you're not, but so the. Phantom Thieves, who are supposedly the real protagonists of this game, send out a calling card to change her heart, and then they beat her up, and she's like, oh, humanity is worth saving, and then they exit the dream, go to a film festival, film festival, and there's Hikari, who makes her new movie, which is New Cinema, new cinema Labyrinth, full circle, and credits. Before they go, mind wipe. Yeah, of course, because it has important. to fit, fit, fit into the main canon. <laughs> Yep, just like all the oh, dancing. Yeah. We'll never remember what happened here, but we've made some friends along the way. I'd like to explore in some of the dialogue. The Persona 4 and 3 cast are older now. They aren't in high school anymore, so they kind of had to have some kind of time warp in order to be here at all. They talked about that in the first Persona Q, too, I remember. Well, I mean, they have to do something like that to have the Persona 3 protagonists there at all. Well, I mean, you got time and space warp there, then. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think they kind of hand wavy it and say that everybody who is in the new cinema has been taken out of the timeline at different points in their lives. Mm-hmm. And that, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. They, I, I think mean, they actually they say, a... like, hey, what year is it, 2003? What year is it, 2007? What year is it, 2018? And so, like, they do kind of acknowledge that these people are all from different, they're all from the same point in their life but that point in their life happened at different times Mm -hmm. but that being said i did really 
as despite how talky this game was, I did really enjoy the story of the game, even though I kind of saw what was the main theme coming from a mile away. I like Kikari. Yeah. She was a nice character. Yeah. I mean, I certainly, I didn't hate the, the girl from Persona Q1, but I sort of liked Hikari better just because I related to her a little bit more. Well, let's <laughs> see. The girl in Persona Q1 was paired with, um, what's his name? The rapper? Yeah, the- they were one character for most of the game until, oh my, oh my goodness, she got taken away and he had to go solo for the final dungeon. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely found this game's story to be a little bit more memorable than Persona Q1. Yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. <laughs> Gun to my head, I couldn't tell you the story of Persona Q1. Yeah. I just like the dungeons. Uh, um, <laughs> Death came to grab a sick girl and instead of bringing her to the afterlife, he put her in a fake world. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, yes. Got, Death had a conscience it. And uh, and plus, I I liked the central theming of all the movies in this game because I I couldn't wait to see what movie was going to pop up next. Yeah, same. The 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 theming to this is is fantastic. Uh, which reminds me, Matt Matt, did you notice that the logo for the first um first movie kind of looked like the Dragon Quest logo? No. Oh, now wow! I'm surprised this up. you didn't notice that. Yeah. What was that first movie? The uh... Kamoshidan. Yeah. Oh, there we go. I'll have I don't know, maybe I was to... seeing things. I I mean, it definitely looked very RPG-esque to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. which was weird to be it being a superhero theme. Oh, the way they got the words there? Yeah. Okay. I'm looking at the art of it. I, I, I can see it now that you say it, but that probably wouldn't have... That textile, I guess, is something I might have seen before. and. <laughs> Maybe you're too used to the Dragon Quest. It may have just been like, oh, yeah, you know, I I see that ten times a day. (laughs) Whoop-de-doo. But um, it it was kind of interesting having Kamoshida come back and be a pervy superhero and then turn into a rabbit because of Hikari's memories. Yeah, that dungeon was fun, but weird. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think summarizes most of the Persona Q2 dungeons. That was really fun. But also, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that ten times over any of the dungeons in the first game, though, which were just kind of boring. <laughs> and but, my but favorite... The, but the final but dungeon in the first festival. game was so much fun. No, it was fun. terrible. Let's not even pretend that we're kidding here. That final dungeon in <laughs> Persona Q was bad. The dun- The final dungeon in Persona Q2 is better, but I'm still not saying it's the best dungeon out there. No, but they did seem to recognize, hmm, perhaps we shouldn't have this final dungeon be longer than all of the ones before it. Yes. I mean, isn't that par for the course for Etrian Odyssey games? Mm, no. Oh, well, oh. No, and, and no. The, not only the final dungeon is just really hard, not necessarily oh. long. <laughs> Sorry, I I was about to say not only does all of the uh, Persona characters b- come back, but pretty much every Velvet Room character comes back too. I love seeing the siblings interact with each other. Yes, I, I love that Ted is dressed dressed in a popcorn outfit at the uh, con- the concession stand. So did I say was it Ted or Theodore? It's, the- it's Theodore, isn't it? Okay, Theodore. Theodore. Yeah. Yep. Theo, that was yeah. great. Why did I why did I say Ted? Because uh, Teddy is yeah. a big bear in everybody's heart. Yes. So you've got Theodore at the concession stand. You've got blanking on her name, his sister, oh no, Elizabeth 
at the ticket box wearing 3D glasses, which is super cute. And then I think Margaret is in the uh, velvet room along with the twins from Persona 5. Yep. And I I can't remember if who is a hater of Marie and who likes Marie in this cast. I like Marie. I like Marie. I like Marie. Yeah. Oh, oh so I guess I'm the only Marie disliker. I'm, I'm indifferent to Marie. Marie popped I... my Persona cherry. Oh! <laughs> Kinky. Oh, my. RPG backtrack after dark. That's right. We don't record I, I... in the long I'm sorry, guys. Marie just gets on my nerves because I just want to fuse some personas and I don't want to hear your poetry. Her pathos is screaming. Why won't you pay attention to her? But I, I will admit I do like seeing her get incredibly mad when people find her poetry. That Now, that bit's funny. Marie is super Sundari. <laughs> but I also understand why people get annoyed with her. So I think we've pretty much summed up everything about just the game itself that we need to. Is there anything else anything wanted anyone wanted to add before going into the round table? I know that Matt has a huge page of notes. The music. Yeah. I, oh yeah. Well that we'll get to that in the round table. In okay. Okay. Um I, I did like the mother computer boss. That was I think my favorite boss fight of the whole thing even though there was a lot of specific things you had to do and it took forever i thought that was actually really cool yeah that was a really cool boss so and i thought it was funny i looked up the strategy today for how to beat mother computer and like reading the strategy there was almost exactly what i had typed on a forum like two years ago like man got to the boss and totally got wrecked so I went and did this i found the what is it the i found the sp up or the sp restore items recovery thing and that opened that up so that helped and doing all the side missions and you know reading the strategy it's like before going in it is advised to have at least five to six types of unique link skills and elemental skills and numerous sp recovery items i was like holy crap that's exactly what i did that's why i beat it were you playing this for jrpg jrpg july one year or something no no i did this uh i post over on uh the Dragon's Den forums, uh, Dragon Quest forums that I've been a member of for like 17 years. And we've got like a we've got a thread there like what RPG are you playing? So anytime we do these, I kind of go into that thread, which is like 12,000 replies long (laughs) and search for my posts that mention it and read a good hundred posts from that month that I played it long ago. Oh, that being said, I think we're all ready for the round table. Let's go. I think we are. All right. Let me. uh, Unless we want to go over every character in here because we haven't named them all. No, 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 no. no, no. we don't. <laughs> Wikipedia, you'll find them. We'll be right back. Back. So it looks so 
we are back to have the Persona Q2 roundtable where we just kind of go around the room, talk about our favorite things and sometimes least favorite things from the games. Um, I guess we'll start out with our favorite dungeons and see this game had quite the eclectic series of dungeons. So, Anna, do you have a favorite dungeon? Gosh, is it cheating if I just say all of them? Because, I mean, I know I banged on this a little bit, but the dungeon design is such a step up and felt super thematic compared to the original Persona Q game. But I can't. They're all my favorite children. Don't make me pick one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, sorry, I tapped out. Uh, Wheels, do you have a favorite? Yeah, I love dinosaurs and stupid puns. So, uh, yeah, Junessic Park for sure. <laughs> I think that was my second favorite just because of my what the F moment when the girl had dinosaurs first started showing up and then the, <laughs> the T-Rex for some reason in my dumb head had KISS makeup on. Uh, we'll find out if any members of KISS listen to us by seeing if that shows up in a show. Probably not. Um, what about you? Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to go with Jurassic Park 2. Uh, I mean, every dungeon here is really well designed and enjoyable, and they're all very distinct with unique styles. But yes, uh, just being chased by being chased by pterodactyls and T Rexes that was fun. Yeah, no, I I concur, uh, Matt. I, I I know what you're gonna say because you have it on the sheet, but. Yeah, I was going to say, let me... Uh, Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, Jurassic, let me put that one down as, uh, yeah, I, you know, Dragon Quest fan, I love the puns. That was the best thing to happen to that series, the, the mid the mid-series reboot in, with all the puns, and, you know, this worked right into it, and, yeah, dinosaurs are awesome, and the electric fence puzzles were not ridiculously confusing, so, big plus. Not that there was anything bad, we talked about that earlier not that there was really anything bad the rest of it but i think these were even least confusing because there really wasn't a whole lot of choices it was kind of like a or b that was it oh, okay not not to be contrarian because i get the love for Jurassic park but I, I gotta say i like the musical just because seeing just how colorful that dungeon was was just such a stark contrast to the overall theme of all the Persona games. I remember yellow dominating it for some reason. Yeah. Maybe it was just the golden brick road, the yellow brick road, haha. Yeah, just Persona games being so dark and then seeing the the equivalent of Whimsyshire in a Persona game was just like, okay, this this is a nice touch. And the fact that it was supposed to be a musical just kind of kind of helped sell it for me. But nope, I, I see what you guys mean with Jurassic Park. So that was a fun level. Yeah, I mean, I, I did like the uh, the uh, Wizard of Oz one because I picked up on those little guys and the Tin Man and everything and cracked me up. See, you would think I would have picked on picked up on that given that I'm from Kansas, where you know Wizard of Oz is like <laughs> our dash, our state mascot somehow. Oh, maybe they should have put a tornado in there and really driven the point home. <laughs> I, I guess so. Were there any lions in there? I don't remember. I honestly don't remember seeing any lions. Well, I mean, think about all the elevators in The Wizard of Oz. I mean, that should have been a dead giveaway. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're thinking of Return to Oz. <laughs> what? There's a lot of returning. <laughs> Maybe uh, it was in the book, not the movie. <laughs> hey, there are a lot of Wizard of Oz books. That doesn't narrow it down. No. 
I had read all of them at one point. I don't remember a whole lot right now. Whew. But yes, uh, maybe someone will make a game about the Isle of Un, where everyone is an Un. Unfriendly, unhappy, undesirable, unlikable. <laughs> That's the theme of the Isle of Un. I personally want a dark and scary Wizard of Oz adaptation. But that's just me. I'm pretty sure Wizard of Oz is out of copyright. The, the book was written well over a century ago. Well, you can th- do whatever that's you the want thing. with it The books you can do whatever you want with, but all the stuff people know from Wizard of Oz, that stuff is the stuff that's copyrighted because of the MGM movie. Yeah, and apparently that's not even part of the new Amazon deal. So, well, maybe, wait, maybe Amazon will make a Wizard of Oz series. Definitely. It's already sinking hundreds of millions yeah. into a Lord of the Rings series. Yeah. Who, who knows? I, I was burned with that awful James Franco movie, so I'm not holding out any hope. But It made me think of the David Bowie song, China Girl. That's all I remember from it right now. But uh, getting back to the games itself, um, this game has a lot of characters. Do we have a go-to party loadout? Anybody? Um, so my two party staples were the P3P female main character. And Naoto, mm-hmm. because even though they did a better job balancing everybody's characters, Naoto was still ridiculously overpowered. Mm-hmm. She was broken in the first game and broken in the second game. She was less broken, at least, but she was still really broken. You could still kind of break her a little bit if you gave her the right persona. Um, that being said, the the thing that I really liked about the second game, and we talked about it a little bit, like you have more freedom of party because of the... Um, sub personas but also like binds felt super viable in a way that they definitely didn't in the first game and in the way that they do in the base Etrian Odyssey games and so it was like well I can pretty much load up whoever I want with personas as long as I make sure that I'm swanning around the bind attacks yeah. and then I can just pull in whoever I needed so I mean kind of following up with that my loadout was the P4 protagonist just because he had better magic and then Koromaru, which uh, I, I liked him. He, he's a doggo. He's a good doggo. Um, Shinjiro, who it was the best tank. And all, all of his abilities are physical, but they're made for tanking. And, you know, br- bringing defense down and stuff. And then, of course, Naoto, because she, she's still broken. And Morgana, because I thought that she ha- or he had the best heels in the of the entire cast, and you know he's my kitty boy, and I love love my kitty. And I would use Futaba for battle support and Rize for dungeon support. Yeah, I think I had Rize on dungeon support and Futaba for my battle support as well. Yeah, because Rize had just some of her dungeon abilities are ridiculous for healing and. Uh, being able to see stuff on the map, whereas I felt that Futaba had better battle stuff. But again, you can really customize them depending on what personas you put on them. Mm-hmm. I also appreciate that some of the personas that you got were specifically for sport. That was nice. Yeah. Um, just going to go backwards. Matt, did you have any particular favorites? I ended up trying to do um, the main characters, all the four of them for the most part. Um, and then that fifth one kind of whatever struck my fancy at the time. I do remember Naoto because, man, I abused that to no end in the first game. Um, but I, I don't really remember with support characters and whatever. But I, I do remember I was like, yeah, I'm just going to play as all the main characters because, you know, at this point, I, I've still only played Persona 4. I, I, know <gasps> Persona, I know. 
I've got 10 hours into Persona 5, and that was it. I gotta get back, I gotta, I gotta get to that. You know, of course, I start playing that, and then they're like, hey, guess what? We're gonna do Persona 5-hour. And I was like, ah, oh, crap. So that put an end to my playthrough right there. Um, but I've done the dancing games. I played, you know, Persona Q1, and it's like I, I've played hundreds of hours with these casts, yet not Persona 3 or 5 yet so and then i the other day i discovered as i sent to wheels that i've bought persona 5 strikers twice who knew <laughs> wait <laughs> how did you do that i i vaguely remember being in walmart like a month or so ago and seeing it down to like 39 one day so i think i picked it up and then i got a i had a price alert set for amazon and it had dropped to 33 so i just that day i was like oh look i looked on amazon it didn't say i'd bought it before because you know darn it i hadn't on amazon <laughs> that's usually how i remember because <laughs> i bought it and set it aside because i need to play persona 5 first so Goodness Ew, knows when I'm going to get to that game. Do not play that before playing Persona 5. Exactly, Major yeah. spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, that's the thing. I bought it. Like, I was at Walmart one day. And I'm like, oh, hey, look at this. Let me buy it. You know, stick it in my drawer when I got home and <laughs> didn't look at it for a month and just got a price alert. It was like, hey, that sounds great. One day I'll play that game. Let me buy it now. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> you're you're reminding they do. Me I returned my, it though. Sorry, you're reminding me of my husband who bought the Borderlands Handsome Collection twice because he had no memory at all of buying it the first time. And I'm like, dude, you already bought that. And he's like, no, I didn't. I did. Dude, you totally did. And then we get home. I go right to the entertainment shelf, pull up for Borderlands, and he's like, I have no idea how I ended up with that. <laughs> This is why I buy, write down all the games that I buy now. Yep. I have an app that I boop the UPC and it has a database. Oh, it's very that. helpful. Smart. <laughs> um, do that. Wheels, do you? Yeah, I'll have to send you guys the app name later. But Wheels, do you have a favorite party? Uh, I mean, I was playing this like hot off of Persona 5 Royal, uh, which, you know, I'm, I'm yelling at Matt here and I was super late to play that game, too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was playing the super hot off Persona 5, so I was using like Joker and uh, Makoto and Anne, and then like rotating in my favorite characters from the other game games in the last two spots. So BA and Yo and Teddy. Uh, but yeah, always at least like three characters from Persona 5. Yeah, which, Morgana I, I guess and Joker kind of, spent a yeah, lot of time in my party too. Which I guess is kind of boring, but you know, yeah, there's a lot of characters and you can. It, it, you're not really required to use anyone, which I like. So mm -hmm. use whoever you like. Mike, what about uh, you? Yeah, I may. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I may replay the game like on a harder mode and do a, a better mix of characters. But yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, my, lay my layout was closer to Matt's. I would usually go for the four protagonists, but I would be switching around a lot, partly because with the side quests, you kind of need to. Mm-hmm. And also just for the sake of, okay, I, I haven't tried Yukiko in a while. Let's see what she's up to now that I've, of course, gotten new items to give her a new weapon and equipment. Oh, well, that worked out all right. It, there aren't really any bad characters. So whatever you feel well, like, work. Kanji's still not very good. No. Yeah. See, that's weird because in Persona Q1, I used the crap out of Kanji. Shinjiro is a better tank. Yeah, that's true. You get oh, him later, though. For before we move on, can we talk about how this game takes place in a weird space of time in Persona 5 where Goro is a part of your team and not a bastard yet? 
Well, I'm guessing they didn't want to spoil that for anyone that played this for some reason before. Persona oh, great. Now I'm spoiled. Mind, I guess. Well, I mean, she did just say it. <laughs> Matt, was not, Matt was selectively not listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> Newsflash. No, the guy that's I kind of an asshole confirmed to be forget. kind of an asshole. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I was kind of spoiled by uh, a picture on the box for the anime because it, it shows him <laughs> looking like as evil as you could possibly imagine. <laughs> what does he, does he have a horn, horns and a tail, no. and is he smoking brimstone? Well, uh, I'm gonna have to find the image because it's just like this like twisted laugh. I'm gonna have to find it. Does he I have a? It very well. Does he have a mustache that he's twirling as he ties some lady to the railroad tracks? Well, he might as well. <laughs> all right. So, should, do we get to talk about music now? Yes. Uh, Anna's really wanting to kick this off. Yes, pull the trigger. <laughs> so okay, pull so the I trigger. Pulled, I pulled up the lyrics to "Remember We Got Your Back." Some of them are, though it looks so good from the looks of the berries, it would not be as sweet as when it's shared amongst us all. Ride and ride, down to wherever we want. No one can stop our way of things. We'll keep on reaching out for the truth. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. deliberately not singing that in tune because then I would get caught up in it. But I felt uh-huh. that I should do that just because Phil had such a great time going through the lyrics of Persona Q1. <laughs> I think these, and we mentioned this before we started recording, I think these lyrics make a little more sense than in uh, Persona Q1. Because, you know, coincidence? Nah. I chose to meet you. Destiny? I saw it and fraught through. I'm scarred up, but I'm feeling good. Move, Destiny. I'm coming through. Partner, we can do this, right? You are the fire. I'm the wind tonight. Burn your dread. Ha ha, that's right. Baby, baby, baby. We tight. Wow. Wow. I did not play much, or rather, when I played Persona 3, I played the portable version, so I didn't really get a chance to listen to the battle music that much, so it wasn't until dancing all night when I could appreciate the awesomeness of that song. Oh, I love Burn My Dread. I will burn my dread. I should also mention that it's really hard to catch all of the lyrics in-game. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this is a soundtrack that my friend has on his Plex. So, like, if I'm doing really boring stuff that I need to get super motivated to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. I hear that you might own it. It is possible that we might own it, but it is much easier for me to go to my friend's music Plex, turn it on. Do we have an audio cameo from your husband? Sorry, what? Are we having an audio cameo from your husband? I hear him yelling. Yes, because he's mad because I go onto my friend's Plex and listen to it there. He's like, we own it! You have it on your phone! It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It is It is on, like, all of the streaming music software services that we have subscriptions to. But I'd much rather just load up Ninji's Plex. <laughs> it's like, I get it. I, I'm that lazy, too. I pay for Spotify Premium just so that I don't have to go futzing with my MP3 collection. So I feel it. Okay, I'm trying to find the lyrics to Nothing is Promised, and instead I'm cutting up with some Rihanna track that I've never heard of. <laughs> Called Nothing is Promised? Um. Yep. Yeah. Ooh. But, I've never know, heard since, of that since either. We're, I mean, since we're talking 
like music recycled from other games in the series, I still love Life Will Change from Persona 5. Mm, I have listened to that song so many times because it is so good. So it, good. It, it's got that, that mix of disco and funk, and I hear a little bit of electric light or orchestra in there when I listen to it, and I just yeah. want to get up and dance when I hear that song. If If I'm driving somewhere by myself, I will load up that song and just blast it. It's perfect. Oh, I love it. Um, I also thought that the final boss music was really good, too. I like not even the big boss music. The, the smaller boss music, Our Strength. That one's pretty good. That one's very crunchy guitar. No lyrics to that one. I'm uh, trying to be better about playing my portable games with a little bit of music up so that I can start appreciating it more. I know that I'm doing myself a disservice by playing portable games muted, and that's just the sucky thing about playing portable games but i definitely want to start paying more attention to the music for some of these you should turn up nexomon extinction next time you play it because of the music yeah. in that actually slaps yeah no i've <laughs> been playing uh nexomon with the music up if i can but we'll, we'll get to that good. backtrack in another two years yeah <laughs> that game was so, surprising but i don't want to just, just say more, oh. more than that um does anyone else have any music sorry kelly i i I, I'm a lot like you when I'm playing a mobile game. I'm usually it's for me. Usually it's kind of late at night too. It's nine ten o'clock at night, and if I'm going to make it through two hours of game, especially a game like this where I'm mostly either skipping through dialogue or battling mindlessly, um, yeah, I'll have something like a podcast running on you know like earbuds or something just. So my brain is a little bit more occupied and I don't fall asleep after uh, 30 minutes. So um, but I did have a note that I made for myself a couple years ago that I thought this was a little bit weaker than the first uh, Persona 1. <gasps> Persona 1. Oh, I, hard disagree. I, 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 OK, oh. I, I, I don't know why I didn't I didn't quantify that in any way back then. So a uh, year and a half ago, Platy did not understand why I, I don't understand my year and a half ago self, why I wrote that. So. Dear 29, that, that, that Matt Mason, you are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 20, 2019, Matt Mason was wrong on a daily basis. Just ask my wife. So, you know, that that's okay here. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I went through all of the dungeon music, um, just tried to find some songs that I liked. And I, while not bad, the dungeon music didn't really stick out to me in any of the ga- in this game. But I appreciate it just, that it changed every time. Yeah, I, I like that it changed, but I like in Etrian Odyssey, there's some dungeons that I just have to crank up because the dungeon music is so good. And this was okay, but That's it didn't seem catchy enough to me. No, this game is can, definitely all about like the battle of, themes. Uh, the Genesic Park themes are very rhythmic. The, the I guess Lab stuff is very electronic. The musical definitely... Well, it sounds kind of like a circus, but yeah, there yeah. there is a good variety of battle themes, and all of them are catchy. Didn't we also say that you could randomize the battle themes too? Yes, as I say, we did at one point. I I do appreciate that. Yeah, I really I really like something they put in um, uh, Strikers as well. It's really fun. Yay. Hey, maybe in two years we'll get the Strikers too. <laughs> maybe I'll have finished it by then. Maybe I'll finish Persona Five by then. <laughs> Oh, so we'll get to have another Persona 5 cast where Matt or Josh and Sam can browbeat me into hating the game? <laughs> what? Wheels, I, were you on I that only... episode? No, because I, I haven't played it yet. Yeah. All right. So see, there we go. In two, 
we, we could do those back to back in a couple of years. <laughs> there will be I, no hating I, of Persona Five on any episode I am on. I only give Hell that, no. I only give them crap about that because they to this day they still feel bad about it. <laughs> oh, so do we have any other music opinions before we go on to our memories? Uh, the opening, the opening animation with that awesome song is. It's it's just awesome. Yep. The th- the theater district the theater district theme for the for the final stratum. I really like it. It's probably not as good as the final stratum theme of Persona Q one, but also the associated dungeon is not as much of a slog. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So but memories. It, it is a theme by itself. Hmm. I uh, d- don't know if we want to start with our memories, Anna. Um, gosh, to me this was such a weird time in terms of gaming because like. The end of 2017, the writing was kind of on the wall for the 3DS. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that sort of the public hadn't realized it yet. But like um, as someone who works in games and as someone who was working on 3DS games through 2017, just the amount of people buying 3DS games took an absolute nosedive. So for me, I was just so, so happy that this game came out. Um, at all. I I was really scared it wasn't going to make it. And I think that sort of, it's not a bad game by any stretch of the imagination, but I think that that gave me like an extra boost of like, I'm going to like this game. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I kind of feel like it's, I, I like saying it's Persona Q, but better. Yep. <laughs> Agreed. That's a consensus. Um, Wheels, do you have any mem- special memories about this game? Uh, I mean, I imported this and played a ton of it in Japanese because I just assumed like it wasn't going to come out. Like same thing with Yokai Watch Three, and I was very, very happy and surprised that both of those made their way over. Uh, well, so... you were definitely right with Slime Mori Mori Three, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, and, and then playing this right after playing Persona 5 Royal, it, it, it's, it was just so fun to go and go on another adventures with the, with, with those characters, you know, same thing with Strikers, which I haven't finished yet, but just, uh, that's what I really like about any of these side games. Like, even though I didn't really love the first Persona Q. Uh, just getting to go on more adventures with these these groups of characters that you fall in love with playing in the main Persona games is is awesome, and um, this one was especially fun. So, uh, yeah, and uh, being like the last 3DS game, you know, I'd say it definitely went out with a, a good bang. Yeah. What about you? What about you, Mike? Honestly, when I was playing this, I was also excavating a whole bunch of boxes from my friend's storage unit. So my memories are kind of tied up in snatching quick play sessions with Persona Q2, then shutting the 3DS, and then looking through another box of comics for a while. Mm. I I remember enjoying it. I I remember Hikari very clearly, and it moved very, very smoothly. I enjoyed pretty much everything about it. But as far as distinct plot memories or even distinct side quest memories they're just not coming to me right now sorry yeah no fair, fair enough i mean i there's so many side quests like i don't blame you for not really having a, any memories about that the the only side quest i remember is the one with the three mascots so mm-hmm. that tells you a lot <laughs> I, i'm remembering a whole bunch of disparate images of 
oh, I get to go over to that area which I couldn't visit before. And usually it was, uh, oh, there, I'm sure if I scratch my brain enough, I'll come up with something. But it's just a whole bunch of random images that don't cohere into any kind of good hole yet. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's that's fair. Um, Matt, what about you? Uh, it took me about six months to get to this game. Um, so 2019, I got the review code for Etrian Odyssey Nexus early that year. And, you know, that's a... You played it, and Anna, you played it. That's a lengthy game, and I was just DRPG'd out. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just put so much time into it so quickly. I was like, I remember I got something out the day of the first uh, embargo lift, and then took a little bit to make sure I got the review up pretty quickly after it came out, and I, I was just DRPG'd out. So when Persona Q2 came out, I was like, all right, you're going to just need to sit in the corner for a little bit. I, I'll get to you. But when I plugged it in, it actually pulled me away from um, Dragon Quest XI-S. I was doing a 2D replay, and granted, that was a year after. I really dislike playing video games. Um, I'll do it, but it needs to be a really good long time away. So I was having fun with uh, Dragon Quest XI-S in 2D. It was kind of different enough to keep me going, but then I was like, all right. About 30 hours into it, I'm like, what do, what do I got sitting in the corner over here? Oh, yeah, I wanted to play that. And, and man, I powered through it. Um, I was in the somewhere in the 50 to 60 hour area because I, I believe I I remember getting to bosses and skipping over um, and, and then going back and doing all the side quests. But the, I didn't have to for the end boss. So probably saved a good five to ten hours on all the final uh, side quests there. But. I had a blast with it. I, I powered through it in about three and a half, four weeks, and it was just fun. Just a whole bunch of fun. Cool. <clears throat> so, sorry, I got distracted reading a Skype message. Um, Just kind of, it's my real quick memory was that I was trying to learn Japanese at the time this game came out. So while everybody else was whining about the fact that it wasn't dubbed, I kind of appreciated it because I was trying to listen to the Japanese and pick up on stuff. Um, unfortunately, that didn't really pan out because in order to be serious about uh, learning a language, you kind of have to take an actual class and not just, you know, be self-learning in your spare time. And because of my work schedule, classes just aren't on the table right now. So, or weren't at the table at that time because we was going to Japan the year that that came out, or Persona Q2 came out. But um, I remember that, and I also remember the story kind of wrecking me because of Hikari and her memories. Because boy, I related to being the kid that got bullied for, you know, being an individual and not going with the crowd. So the story kind of hit me in the feels a little bit in this game. I know that you said that it kind of. We're kind of getting sick of getting beaten over the head with that <laughs> message, which I get. They do beat you over the head with that message, but the 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 dinosaur dungeon in particular, with just knowing how mean little girls can be when they're tweens, mm -hmm. just like oh, I I feel this so hard. Yeah, yeah. I guess you know I've never felt like that too much. I mean, I definitely wasn't a popular one, but I was definitely riding the middle of you know yeah. not getting picked on and not being around like the groups that were doing it or the work the groups that were getting it so that you know it was kind of like okay how many times do i need to be told in the jrpg let's work together and we can overcome everything and oh no not another know, friendship speech uh yep uh, you know i i, I hey, i've got it friends are good especially yep. when your friendships friends are there to help you destroy something utterly 
Now, I was going to say, you know, if you need to beat God, if you need to beat save the universe, got it. They're there. That's how you do it. But, and, Matt, you know, while this was Matt, different, it was like, okay, we get it. We get it. We get it. <laughs> yes. Matt, can I tell you Wheels. about the power of friendship? Can we have a discussion? Uh, I was about to we say. We should. Th- Maybe we'll do that on Q&A Quest. I thought friendship <laughs> was supposed to be magic. That, that'll be my question. Your Q&A quest. Is friendship magic? <laughs> Discuss. Okay. So, so, Use examples. So we need to be putting a, a lid on this soon because some, some of us do have to go to bed. But one final question. Was this a fun farewell to the 3DS or was to say, why wasn't this on Switch? I mean, the answer is yes. fine with this. <laughs> I mean, you know, I hate to be the one to kind of come down on this, but I didn't really understand why people were like, why isn't this on the Switch? It's like, because it was in development in 2015. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because yep. it's a sequel to a game that was on the 3DS? And like, yep. it was just... It's Etrian uh, Odyssey Persona. Yeah. You draw a map, that's what you do. It's a 3DS. That's and like, like Kelly and I were talking about this earlier tonight. Switch, but it's just mm. so much easier. The 3DS was almost designed for that. Well, and no one knew that the Switch was going to be as successful as it was. I mean, we had just come off of the disastrous Wii U. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we look back at it now from the lens of 2021, and it's like, oh, of course the Switch was always going to be successful. And it's like, not sure that was a foregone conclusion as you think it did. did I think it was. And like, the Wii U? The Wii U made the GameCube look <laughs> I have. Well, and also, like, I think even developers got blindsided by how quickly the 3DS just died like mm-hmm. i had friends that I were showing 3ds games <laughs> yeah but not many other people were like no, the, the buys <laughs> that came out of e3 28 well even 2017 was not good but like people talking about the the retail buys that they were getting out of 2018 was like bad retail didn't want 3ds games I mean, my one complaint about it being on 3DS is that, boy, physical copies of this dried up quick. Because when I was doing my research for, you know, the price that we always do, I was like, holy shit, the card alone is going for $60 and 80 crap, $80 for the box? Well, what what is my collector's edition going for? Holy shit, $250? Well, this is going in the vault and not coming out. <laughs> and I mean, I think it's pretty easy to be snarky and be like, Atlas tax. But also, at the end of the 3DS era, it was really the brick-and-mortar retailers that were sort of putting the stranglehold on a lot of these copies. Like, if you're Nintendo, you can maybe say I'm sending you 200,000 copies of a game. But if you're a smaller retailer like Atlas, even as big as Atlas is to us as RP gamers, Atlas is a small company and Compared they don't to, say, have Ubisoft or. Yeah, they just Take don't two. have the leverage to tell GameStop that they are going to take a certain amount of units. Mm-hmm. So if people weren't pre-ordering this and the impression that I got from a lot of people is they weren't, that was how many units that were made. Everybody else loses out. Uh, To be fair, it is on the digital store for $40 and goes on sale all the time. So you're not completely SOL. But Mm -hmm. I hope nobody had had their heart set on that Koromaru plush because it runs for 80 bucks alone by itself. Mine mine is currently in the cat room in the cat bed. Oh. (laughs) Mine is hanging out with my plush Morgana. Yep, mine is hanging out with my plush Morgana. And my Koromaru was hanging out with my Koromaru for a while in the computer room. <laughs> but, uh, 
I, I think that's going to put a lid on the show, guys. This was a f- fun show. I'm I'm glad everybody liked this game because I was we were kind of met on Q2, and not necessarily because of a bad. It was a bad game. It just was kind of there. I think you mean Q. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, Q. Yeah, Q. Q1. It's late. Q1. <laughs> I really liked that one. <laughs> I mean, although despite... I think uh, Tokyo Mirage Session might have got more love that night. Yeah, I think it did. Oh. Which I will maybe, say, maybe I we'll played that game back last back. year, and you know what? I did really like it. Me too. Garage sessions. I, yeah, I, I didn't. I never had a Wii U. Never played it. And then when it came out, um, we actually ended up with a uh, just random copy floating around the uh, RP gamer. So it landed in my lap, and I was like, "What the heck else do I got to do?" Locked in during a pandemic. I've uh, got Persona Five. Sir, Ooh. you know, in retrospect, that would have been great. <laughs> yeah, Anna sent me her Choices copy. Choices were made. Anna sent me her copy because she was done playing it, and it's it's sitting on my shelf, just waiting for a day when I'm not busy with new stuff to play, <laughs> which unfortunately is not going to be for a while. Are you it's still playing me. Rainbow Skies? Am I playing what? Rainbow Skies? No, I I. <laughs> Funny story, I finished that game and then my copy of Shibagame Tensei 3 got lost in the mail and got me a refund. So while I was waiting for that to come, Josh has been like, you need to play Trail... Um, not Trail, Cold, Cold Steel. Not oh, Cold Trail Steel, Crossbell. Yeah, the Crossbell games, because Josh has been playing those. And I'm like, you know, he's right. Wait a minute. I just finished Rainbow Skies, and I've got a hacked Vita. I have an out. I can finally be free of Rainbow Skies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm free. I'm finally free. You spent so, how long with it? Only about 150 hours. So. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I've heard only in front of the uh, hundred hour mark in a long time. I mean, I mean, Mike put in like five hundred. Yeah. My record for my record for a game that wasn't an Animal Crossing is two hundred in Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. So oh, if I if I don't beat my record, <laughs> it's an only. Yeah. So, well, I think we're ready to put a put this one to bed, guys. Um, just a reminder: RPG Backtrack is a production of RPGamer.com, your one-stop shop for the latest RPG news, reviews, impressions, and so much more. Want to thank my lovely guests, Anna, who's always awesome, Yay. and Mike, Mike Minky, always welcome here. Oh, thank you. And, and of course, Wheels—he—he's here when he doesn't have toddler aggro. That's what happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> And the show wouldn't be possible without my awesome co-host, Matt. He he does so much for the show, and I appreciate everything he does. Hey, you uh, set it all up, get us all here, and afterwards I knock it all out. Yes, quite the team. I can't believe, I can't believe we've been going with this reboot for six months now. Uh, yeah, I, we were talking about this this week. Like, holy cow, Like it's already been that long. Time flies. Episodes or so, and... Yeah. I hope you guys are enjoying the show. If you have any feedback, be sure to drop something on the comment for the show or our Discord. But, uh, I, Mike, do you want to put this one to bed as per tradition? I can come up with something. Let's think about a Persona Q3 and imagine, no, Persona 3, Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4, Persona 5, that's still not enough. 
we do need to get the entire cast of Persona 1, the entire cast of Persona 2, Innocent Sin, and Persona 2, Eternal Punishment, combine it all. And then, then we might actually have to start picking and choosing our characters a little more because <laughs> there'll just be so many of them. It'll be Chrono Cross levels. Uh, okay, that's all I've got. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Deciding the color of the rest of your life Bit too heavy to think like that But on both sides leave thick impact